Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's BudPod168. 168. These picks are late. These picks. These picks are late. These picks are late. That's me as, is it James Johnson? What's the Spider-Man? Jonah, Jonah Jameson. Jonah Jameson. These picks are late. These picks are Um, late. But also that says picks are late. Or I'm just a sort of, these picks are late. Oh, right, yeah. Two critiques of photos in one. That's right. Um... Both the old and new world of photojournalism in that. <laughs> these pixelate and also these pixelate. We need them sharper. We need a higher res. Yeah, enhance. Zoom in and enhance. <laughs> do, do, do you remember the feeling of betrayal when you first discovered the zoom in and enhance thing on TV cop shows were oh. was completely made up? Oh, man. I mean... The the mixture there, zoom in and enhance, the, the mixture of like how people think that, because you can zoom in and enhance a little bit on film if you have a very specialized film, like good film, because of like the pixels there are like light photons, so they are smaller, I think. But it doesn't enhance. Uh, right. It's just easier yeah. to zoom in. It doesn't turn into a lot of squares. But yeah, you go on, you went on like Photoshop or even Paint or whatever, and you're like, these are just blocks. That's, I can't tell a terrorist's <laughs> face. And like zoom in and enhance. I mean, maybe if you're Peter Jackson and you have nine months and uh, <laughs> like a full committed studio, yeah, um, and a team of uh, a team of uh, d- digital video artists to go in and sort of kind of guess what the missing pixels would be like. Oh yeah, I mean we but, can all guess. Like you zoom in on the suspect's face on the airport CCTV, and it's like, uh, well, he some of the pixels across the middle of his face are quite dark, so I guess he has a beard or a mustache. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, this is, a, this is a question for you. Oh, yeah. We, we probably will get to a place, if not probably already are at a place, where AI could do a version of zooming in and heart. Say there's a murky photo of you doing something suspicious. Yeah. But it's too blurry. They zoom in and use an AI to sort of fill in the gaps. Um, That's true. You, would, that be, would that be admissible in court? Because... Oh, yeah. You'd have because to have, yeah. It's still the AI kind of guessing what the gaps are between the pixels, right? Well, they already had some of the um, some facial identification stuff thrown out, uh, or like not good for court because, like in court, you can just prove that. Like, um, do you remember there was that sort of mini scandal where like the the face unlocker thing would just work on any Asian? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I think I vaguely remember this. <laughs> Hang on, I'm gonna <laughs> Google it to make sure I haven't had some sort of racist dream. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone was just like, "Oh, we didn't train the AI on anything other than like Jim and Steven's face in like Silicon Valley." That is so funny. That's hilarious. 
Yeah, Chinese I, Chinese users claim iPhone X recognition can't tell them apart. 2017. And black and Asian faces generally are much more often misidentified by face uh, technology. And it just wasn't trained on what black and Asian facial structures or something. I think so. Well, that's the problem with everyone saying like, uh, oh, you know, technology will get rid of racism because like the computer said it, not a person. And people are racist and the computer's not. But the trouble is like the input into the computer's brain is from the biased society. Mm, so yes. it will reflect the people who programmed it in the sense that, yeah, they'll just train it on not enough uh, non-white faces in this case or um, face recognition algorithms. Da, da, da. Yes, yeah. The poorest accuracy consistently is... found in subjects who are female, black, and 18 to 30 in a big study. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that really sort of paints a picture. But then Silicon Valley is quite Asian. I mean, Asian-American, but... yeah. A pretty Asian, so that that is surprising. Yeah, that is odd, isn't it? But um, yeah, I guess like the trouble with if you try to make it stand up in court, the sorry, we're talking about the the AI zoom in and enhance. Yeah, because there is an algorithm that can guess what pixels are missing and make something look better. Someone invented that. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, you'd you'd be able to call into the court as a witness, like the guy who invented it or a representative of the company, and you'd have to you'd make them explain it, and then you could demonstrate their errors live and stuff. Like, you probably wouldn't want that to happen if you were the company. Ideally, well, it depends what you've made it for. I'm always surprised by how crap CCTV is. Often, it's like cameras aren't really good now. What the hell are you doing? Yeah, it's strange when when there's like when you on the news and it's. CCTV footage shows the moment a man was attacked with a... And it's just like... It looks like fucking Minecraft. <laughs> and it's like these black and white blocks and there's like a frame per minute. Yeah, exactly. And it's just... It's like... Dude, there were better cameras on phones 15 years ago. Yeah, if not 20. I mean, fucking hell. Like... They're, they're using... Is it, is, it, is it a... Sorry, go on. No, so they're using like a slightly worse camera that like, remember that Game Boy gimmick where you could sort of make your face out of pixels on a Game Boy? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> it, is it a storage thing? Is it there's so much footage being taken, they just cannot practically have more than one frame per minute on, on these cameras? I mean, you'd think so, but like, <clears throat> even if they filmed in like 640p or something like that, Given that you can now get like terabyte thumb drives, are we? Is it really that much of an issue? Is have it they, not just like just not, not been up? Have they just not been updated for like thirty years? But then yeah. the UK is so obsessed with CCTV, it seems like something. They yeah, would the UK is the UK is covered in CCTV because it's the only way you can force the police to investigate any crime. <laughs> is to go. We literally have video of it happening, and even then, they might be like, oh, well. Um, well, <laughs> well, well, video, you know, and they'll shrug. Um, yeah, you'd think. That said, you? it is, it is very hard to get away with murder in this country. I would say impossible. I mean, we have more. The big statistic is always that we have more cameras per square, whatever, than North Korea, which doesn't take into account how little money for cameras North Korea has. Um, it also doesn't take into account how we don't know anything about North Korea, for <laughs> yeah. certain. Also, you don't need cameras if you live in a society where if you don't snitch on your neighbor when they misbehave, we're going to kill your whole family. So yeah, it's much and better. And also, doesn't 
you don't really need cameras in a society where everyone is just too physically weak from malnutrition to do anything. Yes, yeah. You go like, what, we need a camera to make sure that they're all desperately harvesting what little rice there is in the field. We know that that's where they are because there's nothing else to do. Yeah. Um, but the, the UK's... Do you know what it is? It's like if they had tried to replace all the CCTV on buses, it would have to be some sort of government contract and they'd end up getting scammed by some private camera <laughs> installation company. Like COVID proved that. It'd just be like 100 billion pounds for the new cameras and everyone would just go, okay. And then it would take 12 years and then, oh yeah, it would just be hell. It is quite humbling to have a government who is also regularly taken in by cowboy builders. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Even the government isn't safe from cowboy builders. That's a good point, actually. It just shows you how hard it is to know how much things should cost and how long they should take. Yeah, I had I had a locksmith come um, over yesterday to to look at one of these locks in my house as it was kind of messing up. And he sort of jiggled about for 15 minutes and it's a bit better. It's not completely fixed. It's a bit better. Yeah. And at the end, I was like, okay, how much do I owe you? And he said... Uh, 95 pounds. And I was just like, I guess that's correct. I have no idea. Is that how much a locksmith for half an hour costs? Maybe. I don't even know. I don't know how much shit is meant to cost. None of, no one knows how much it costs. What should it cost for a guy to come over and touch your locks? How do you quanti- how do you quantify the value in that? It's basically impossible because you go, well, I know I'm paying for like fuel of his little moped or whatever. Yes. And I guess time that he could have been doing something else or like on the clock. Okay. Uh, 30 pounds for jiggling. But the, th- the th- something else he could have been doing at the time was all just touching someone else's lock. So, <laughs> well, you know, what is the, what is a lot the sun, what is a lost value there? You yeah. know, it's just impo- it's so impossible. If I if I have to call someone out for something and it's something really dumb, yeah, then I always think of the amount of money that I get charged as a a a, 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 a like learn your lesson dummy fine. Yeah, I do the same kind of. I, yeah. I like if it turns out that you just forgot to turn it off and on again, but it still costs ninety five pounds, and you just go, okay, that's my tax for being stupid. I'll not I'll try not to pay that tax again. Try to remember to turn things mm-hmm. off and on. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the only mentally healthy way of thinking about it. Otherwise, I mean, I've only recently... It's something you told me once, which has been very valuable. Every time I feel like I've overspent on something or spent money on something that didn't matter in the end, or basically every time I wasted money on anything, I used to really beat myself up. And you said... I think you you said something to the effect of waste is just a matter of life and... You have to factor into every budget waste, and just waste will happen. Yeah, and I think uh, yeah, and now I, I think about that now, and I, I just go, okay, that came out of the waste budget. <laughs> oh great! I do have money. I have money set aside for waste, and sometimes, sometimes money without beyond my control. Sometimes money comes out of the waste budget, and that's okay. Yeah, sometimes I bought travel insurance, and my journey didn't. Uh, get cancelled and i didn't get uh, malaria yeah so yeah i i bought i bought travel insurance recently for my long trip to australia and america and i'm genuinely a bit annoyed that nothing happened to me <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it you go like well i could have at least shattered a toe come on 
I bought the insurance. <laughs> I want to scam the insurance people. Yeah. That would be a good idea for a dodgy business. You're like a dodgy doctor somewhere that people go on holiday with insurance, right? Mm. And you agree, like a tourist comes to you and you agree to tell the insurance company that you've broken your toe or like you've got some kind of like unidentifiable thing. And then the insurance company has to pay you, the dodgy doctor, lots of money to, to help the tourist in the middle of the jungle or wherever it is that you are. And then you just split it with the tourist. So you both make money. Oh, wait, is this a thing that's existed or a thing you've come up with? I don't know. I just thought of it now. It's got to exist, though. Mm, I think it's another good premise. I think we've got another good movie on our hands. Another good movie slash scam for, for you know, our retirement. Instead of Captain Kurtz, a sort of Dr. Kurtz situation in the jungle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the insurance, I mean, the insurance company would eventually be like, wow, you really are the man to go to with mystery fever, you know, and it'd be a problem. <laughs> But, you know, a little bit of easy way to get cash, I guess, cash injection. I mean, there are easier ways to get cash. It's uh, needlessly complicated, but still. <laughs> yeah. You could always... Um, that's 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 the, the my benchmark for how easy is it to make cash out of something is how close to the... Like, I think the easiest way to make cash is like any... Um, any any sort of like weird favor or like weird sexual favor or something like that. Not that it's like easy in terms of like safety or anything else like that. But I just mean in terms of like I've like a guy offering you 20 quid to like touch your bum. You know what I mean? Right. That's the easiest way to make cash because it feels like you go, well, I've already got a human body and he's got the money and now I have the money. There was no like product Surely other than me. An even easier way was for him to pay you twenty pounds for him to just say your butt. Yes, that's, that's even true. easier. Yes, okay, yeah, non-contact uh, sauciness, or even just robbery, yeah. I guess. But then robbery is not easy because it comes with like you know he might report you and the police come after you. Yes, that's true. Robbery is difficult. Yeah, robbery. I wouldn't want to be a robber, Phil. I don't have the stomach for nah, it. Nah, not in this economy. I mean, the <laughs> petrol alone. The Get away, cars. Car. You've got to be electric now. <laughs> bank robbers switching to an electric getaway car because they're like, well, I'll we'll have to rob a bank just to get there. <laughs> uh, I'll get th thanks to a couple of pod buds who came to my uh, w work in progress show last night at ABC in Kennington. Ooh, lovely. Yes, we should we should clarify. We're actually recording this on Thursday the 9th of June because I'm going to be Don La France en France um, next week. So we're doing this uh, early. So yes, Pierre, that was last Pierre night. Has Pierre has transformed from a man who has never taken a holiday to a man who, from my perspective, only takes holidays now. It's, it's a harrowing change in my life. Um, it's what happens when your girlfriend is a normal person with a normal amount of holiday days to use up a year from a from a sort of proper actual job. Whereas that's what I need. That's what I need. <laughs> I need a partner with a select number. of I need some fucking structure in my life. That's what I need. Well, that's it. It's a sort of enforced structure because you know because it turns out when you can take a holiday anytime, you you never take a holiday. No, no, no. And it's it's it, very hard to take a holiday when you're freelance because like <laughs> I remember. Going on a holiday once, and then like on on like the 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 
on the way to the holiday getting texts from bookers being like, uh, last minute dropout at a gig tonight in London, like 200 pounds. And just thinking like, well, that's in my head. I was like, well, that's um, minus 200 pounds now. Yeah. I mean, when you go on holidays, there's always a time where you yeah, you get an email saying, Phil, we've had a dropout. The gig is outside of your house. Um, and it's 3,000 pounds. Yeah. Can you do it? <laughs> it's literally outside. your. We'll go in your house, actually. You don't even have to come out of your house. Yeah. We're actually knocking on your door right now as we send this email. Phil! <laughs> Phil! <laughs> Fine, 5,000! <000. laughs> Phil! Uh, Phil! Phil! <laughs> you name your prize! <laughs> Madonna's out here. Just some insane gig offer. And you just have yep, to go, yep. I'm, I'm in Croatia looking at the Game of Thrones castle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when you're freelance, every holiday comes at an opportunity cost. Yeah. Doesn't it? Um, yeah. And if you're and as bad as with a man money as regret. prone Exactly. If you're as prone to regret and worry about regret as I am, yeah. opportunity cost is a frightening thing. Yes, and and even if you you know, I'm I'm not as as bad as the at the regret as as or with the regret as you are, but then I will also then think like, well, this holiday has to be proportionately more worth it now then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd better I'd better get another two to four hundred quids worth of enjoyment out of this Croatian port or whatever it is. <laughs> to me, that's every holiday. Every time someone says we're going on holiday, in my head they're going to that bit of Croatia where they film a Game of Thrones. That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. That's so specific. It's just every I've seen everyone we know has done it. You know, ask ask anyone. They all seem to have gone to like Dubrovnik or Split or wherever it is. Is Dubrovnik in Croatia? I thought Dubrovnik was in a different country. I think is Dubrovnik in Estonia. <gasps> could it be? Could it Southern be? Croatia? Yes, it could. Oh fuck! Well, good for you. Good for you. Yeah, it is Croatia. Well, good for you. Oh, it used to be called Ragusa. Um, uh, I got Uzbekistan in Worldle yesterday, and I'm <gasps> Did very you get that pleased one? with myself. Yeah. It what a wacky shape. Uzbekistan, yeah, it's got a, it's got a completely straight border one side, and then the shape of a peninsula. Oh, insane! I was trying to think like there's no jutting peninsula in Africa because generally a very very straight border means colonialism means Africa. Well, that's what I had in my head. Yeah, but then I guess it is your advice, but then I guess it can also mean one of the stands. It can also mean Soviet then, Union fiddling. Yeah. Right, yes, exactly. I actually looked it up, and none of the borders of those places were supposed to be international borders. They're all supposed to be internal USSR borders. Uh, right. So, like, the borders were, were, the borders were drawn up not as country borders necessarily, but more as sort of like, mm, what's the easiest version of this to sort of administrate? Or, like, what balances so pro- this like out? So, provincial. They're, like, probably... Like- yeah, borders. more more autonomous than that, but like basically the USSR collapsed and suddenly it was like, oh shit, this is actually a border now, as opposed to a in quotes uh, border. Uh, 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 uh. Um, so it's quite interesting. Interesting to me, article on the Uzbekistan Kazakhstan border. Very long border. <laughs> interesting very, to me. A very Pierre article to be interested in. <laughs> the history of the Uzbekistan. Was it the Kazakhstan border? Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very. What does um, stan mean as a suffix? Stan, it's sort of land of, isn't it? 
In what language? Like a, a sort of a Turk, Turkish kind of language? Like what language would that be? Stan? I think, I think Turkic, yeah. Stan suffix. Turkic. Persian, Persian, place, place where anything abounds, ah. or place abounding in. There you go. Ah. So the place of many of, you know, Afghanistan, of many Afghans. Oh. That's one way to name a country. What's yeah. What's a place called? Well, the place with a lot of Afghans in it. Well, I think you found your name, buddy. Oh, wow, <laughs> I guess I did. <laughs> also, it's much easier than drawing a border. Just be like, am I still in Afghanistan? Do you see any Afghans? <laughs> well, I see loads of them. Well, guess what, buddy? <laughs> You're there. <laughs> oh, cool. The Persian, the Persian name for England is Engelistan. Oh, good. I like that. I can have, a, I can hazard a guess at what that means. I can figure out Engelistan. Sure, I can. <laughs> Serbia, Serbistan. Mm, Poland yeah, is Lahistan. Why is that? Lahistan. Yeah, what's that about? That can't be right. Can land it? of the man, land of the latkes. Was just those, those potato dumplings. LA. Oh yes, yes, maybe that's it. Pork sausage stand. <laughs> cabbage stand. <laughs> cabbage Pickle cabbage stand. Cabbage stand. That's like something Nigel Farage would call somewhere in Eastern Europe. <laughs> well, people coming over from places like Cabbage Stan or wherever. Right? <laughs> Have you oh. seen that humiliating video? Oh, yeah, go on, go on. The story originated from the fact... Uh, which story? The, the story? I'm just on a... It's an urban legend. Oh, hang on. Oh, the, the, it's because it's it was the Polish-Lithuanian Commonwealth and it might be like a Lithuanian thing or something like that. What? The, the, the reason it's called Lekistan. Lekistan, with, with an H. Lekistan. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. Oh, I have to figure this out. This is going to be my whole fucking day now. <laughs> this is going to be my whole day now Lehistan is an archaic work for Poland and Turkish which in modern Pol Turkish is known as Polonia well that makes more sense oh um, okay anyway I'll, I'll get back to you that's my whole day now I'll get back to you um, that's my whole day um, have you seen this uh, on the subject of Nigel Farage it's an embarrassing video of Nigel Farage being interviewed I think on Irish news or on an Irish news program and he's going on about, uh, I think, I, sort of Irish nationalism, right? And uh, from you know a very gung ho British perspective or like imperial British perspective, and then they just play this, and this is why you shouldn't do cameos. They play a cameo that he's done, <laughs> wishing someone a happy birthday, giving them a cheers with a pint and saying saying up the ra <laughs> yeah, yes which is apparent turns out is a, a um a catchphrase in support of the ira yes and up the ra. they play they play that video and then cut back to him and there's like a cartoonish drop of his face he goes he genuinely goes like uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's like why are you doing cameos it's it's so embarrassing. Anyway, that, yeah, that, yeah, sorry, I just you, you remind me of that with uh, Nigel. It's Farage. so funny because I mean, did he not know? Like even like if you're on cameo, um, 
if you're on Cameo and someone says, oh, would you mind saying scroobledy doobledy? Then you go, oh, well, obviously the first thing I'm doing is Googling scroobledy doobledy <laughs> to see if it's a niche racial slur or whatever. Like, you don't just say it, you fucking idiot. And uh, Nigel, he, he, uh, Nigel Farage cameo costs seventy five pounds. Um, it's not much, is no, it? It's not much, and I thought Nigel Farage was very wealthy. I guess it's sort of an irresistible combo cameo, isn't it? Because it's ego and just easy money. But it's a form of ego that's so incredibly stupid and shallow. Yes, I mean, I guess case in point. Yes, but it just seems such a dumb thing to do. Yeah, there's, um, th- there's the comedian Aaron Chen, Australian comedian Aaron Chen, who is, um, I mean, he's he's a genius. He yeah. he. There was a period where Cameo was um, just messaging people, comedians on on Instagram, and asking them to, um, to 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 come to join in, to join Cameo, to start a Cameo, and um, I just ignore them when they send me those messages. But they'd sent Aaron a few, and in the end, Aaron. What Aaron did was, he used Cameo to pay some celebrity like skateboarder or something to say to Cameo, Aaron Chen is not interested in starting a Cameo. <laughs> <laughs> it was very very funny. Some like skate stunt guy just going reading it, really, yeah, duti- or, really or dutifully reading or it. Out. It's just such a perfect idea. It's one of those ideas where as a comedian you go, fuck, of course, that's just perfect. It is mad though, isn't it? I mean, I guess it's that funny thing between like wealth and perceived wealth. I mean, Farage, you sort of think Farage must have money, but then you go, what is he? You never know if someone's had like a weird divorce or I don't know, their mortgage is all fucked up or like like Mm. you and I know. Because that that people don't get paid what you think. Because we talk to people who who assume that like, you see those tweets that comedians get from um, morons on Twitter who are just like, uh, oh, I, last year you were on QI once. It's not enjoying your millions, are you? <laughs> it's like people with no grasp of economics whatsoever. The idea that like the second you're on a show, you're just like some sort of like, <laughs> you know. Ottoman billionaire or something. As opposed to sweating desperately through your pre-approved shirt going, oh, is this funny? And getting, you know, about a, about a thousand quid. It's a, you know, it's a good amount of money, but for something that you could do once a year once, you know. That's what surprises people about stuff like Mock the Week is that you just get like a thousand quid. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, you do mock the week once, and then afterwards everyone's like, "All right, Ataturk, sorry, but you're not <laughs> happy with your palaces." <laughs> Ataturk oh. has to be my favorite name for a Turkish person. It's the most encouraging it, name for a Turkish person. Yeah, just someone who's just very good at being Turkish. Ataturk, <laughs> Ataturk. Hey, I just uh, f- uh, 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 me and an army of mounted archers have just taken over a. <laughs> Eastern Roman Empire, <laughs> at a Turk. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you and I, you and well I, of done. course, are personally acquainted with an Ottoman. Ah, yes, 
the uh, comedian Nazas Manalu. Yep, Nazas Manalu, the the comedian who is who sort of looks and sounds very English. Um, in fact, I say he sounds like the most English man ever. Mm, mm. Very posh English, like very funny. Um, but he is an he is an Osmanlu. He is a whatever it was, twenty eighth in line to the Ottoman throne, should it still exist. So that's pretty cool. He's a cool guy for an for an Ottoman. He's the nicest Ottoman I've ever met. He's not bad for an Ottoman. Okay, <laughs> he's not bad for an Ottoman. That's another thing Farage would say. It is very. It is also very, and it's always been entertaining to me the idea of an Ottoman just at the Edinburgh Fringe in the <laughs> flat chair. <laughs> you, you know. Um, that was always very funny. All we need now is um, a comedian who's a Habsburg. <laughs> just like a, an enormous, um, enormous, like tall, thin, completely chinless Austrian. <laughs> yeah, always looks like he's, he's um, posing for like a portrait. <laughs> yeah, still dressed like that, like sort of eight, sort of eight, early 1800s, sort of, uh, yeah, big coat covered in buttons. Lots of observational stuff about Hungarians. Um, that's a funny idea for... You could do all... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you'd have a whole Edinburgh Fringe show. It'd be called, like, uh, the Old Monarchies or something. And you can have, like... Naz could compare it. And we just get the descendants of every other... Like, the guy who would be the king of France, the guy who would be the king of Italy. Like, they're all still around. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. Just figure, just find one of them who's interested in gigging and put together this crazy lineup. <laughs> the only gig where the audience has to like bow as the comedian comes on stage. <laughs> and they have to, they have to come on like you know, in those American gigs where like a comedian comes on stage and it's like, uh, if it's like a Def Jam show or whatever, it's like a, there's a burst of like hip hop, or if it's like a sort of more like uh generic like bit like down na 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 as they come on. You have that but it's just like harpsichord music. <laughs> like as they sort of come on over in bows. I'm love I'm in love with this idea. <laughs> I mean it sounds yeah, this is right up your street. This is perfect for you. Yeah, absolutely. You know what else is perfect for me, Phil? What? Correspondence, that's one. Perfect correspondence, yes. Perfect letters. Ambrosia. Ambrosia of the mind. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
threatened. Ring, letters, emails, emails, phone Correspondence. Scrolling down my little emails, I'm scrolling to your words. Scroll, scroll. Keep scrolling, 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 scrolling. Yes. What? Keep scrolling, scrolling. Were you a Limp Biscuit boy? A little bit, yeah. Not enough to really get into it, but all the I, I liked all the all of it that I heard. Were you Limp Biscuit or a little biscuit? Just a little biscuit. <laughs> just a little biscuit. <laughs> Let's just say I was just a little biscuit. Um. Oh God, it's very hard to keep track of. Because I try and read all the emails, so I can't look at it by like which ones are new, you know. Mm. Um, Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. All right. Um. Okay. Beth gets in touch. Beth, um, um, I'm addicted to you like meth. Very nice. <laughs> Thank you. Very nice. I thought you were going to say, Beth, don't do meth. It should also work. No, yeah, you shouldn't, but I'm addicted to you as if you were. As if you were. <laughs> as if you were. As if you were. As if you were. Phil's, Phil's losing his teeth over you. <clears throat> Beth says, hey, Bud Pods. New listener here, currently on episode 15 and loving it. Um, ah, welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the toilet. Welcome to the toilet. The highlight for me so far is every bread sounding like a fart. Ah, your classic. <laughs> That's classic a classic. How has no one noticed this before? It's a good question. They're not as uh, wrong in the head as us, I guess. Um, <laughs> listening to your stories made me think of an incident I had a few years back while I was on holiday in Cornwall, the home of monstrous gulls. Mmm. It's true. I would say that that's one of the many perils of a British seaside holiday. Yes, gulls have just been fatted upon, uh, fatted on their pasties. Pasties and chips. Nutritious, protein-rich pasties. Gulls the size of big cats. <laughs> and cats the size of big gulls. <laughs> she says, I was walking along the seafront wearing a lovely summer outfit when I felt a pain in my chest. Mm. Oh, no. Mm. I stopped as it felt like someone had thrown a tennis ball at me with all their might and sounded like it too. Huh. What, it just went book like that? Yeah, I guess it's that kind of like like I don't know, impact noise, and then like Ugh, in your chest. Yeah, she does the tennis. Oh, as if she's <laughs> hitting it back. Oh. <laughs> so uh, it felt like someone had thrown a tennis ball at me with all their might, and it sounded like it too. I touched my chest. Nothing. Hmm. I looked around for this object that someone had thrown, but nothing. Hmm. I was so confused. Hmm. As are Intriguing. we. Yes. I then looked further down at myself, into my top, and down my cleavage. Oh. Yes. Lo and behold, what looked like a ton of seagull shit uh, <laughs> had hit the top of my chest, bounced down, 
and exploded between my boobs. <laughs> like a bouncing bomb, like a World War II innovation. <laughs> a lot of R&D went into that gull shit. A Look, lot. It's so difficult to get the shit to explode just as it goes in between the breasts. <laughs> Yeah, they have to make use of the pressure differentials between the boobs. <laughs> and a timed fuse. I mean, my word. Um, so she oh, says, do you know what? this? Birds explode. Um, when birds go through on by wind turbines, they explode. Not because they get hit by the blades, but because they enter a pocket of very, very low pressure. And the pressure inside them is so much larger in comparison to the pressure outside them in this pocket behind the blades that they just go, boof! You're kidding, really? Mm, yeah, yeah. They should explode. That's astonishing. It's good stuff. A big green bird popper. Yeah. Pressure's very interesting, you know. It's, it's mad how much we forget that it's just pressure. All these pressures just pushing on everything, air pressure. It's anyway, amazing. Don't get me started on pressure. Don't get Phil started on pressure. His favorite song is <laughs> Under Pressure. He loves pressure, this guy. Um, yeah. It's like, I think in the 1700s, someone proved that like our blood is 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 like pressurized. They they mm. uh, put a glass syringe, uh, they, they sort of put it into a horse's vein and like, because the blood filled up the syringe, you know, proved. Yes, right. That yes. it doesn't just dribble out of you. It is under a certain amount of pressure. Under um, pressure. Under pressure. That was the original music video for that was Freddie Mercury and David Bowie injecting horses with syringes to see, watch their blood fill a tube. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Very controversial. <laughs> They're pointing at the blood, the horse blood filled tube and singing, It's the pressure of knowing what this world is about. And um, <laughs> people just said, It doesn't make sense to anyone who doesn't know about the horse. We've got to film something else. Um, so, so Beth says what kind of seagull shits so much with such force no amount of baby wipes could save me um, and how funny was it that I was in the town of Lou a town that is another word for a toilet when I got chat on can't wait to that listen to the good. rest of the pod okay thank you oh wow thank you so much uh, what, was, what was the lady's name again Beth Beth thank you Beth thank you Beth for your story of uh, gull plops and, and breasts. Yes, um, yes. A it very... had everything. It had poop. It had oh. boobs. It had a cornwall. <laughs> everything a good story needs. It was, um, it was close to the platonic ideal of one of our emails. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we get a message from Holly. Holly, um, what folly have you to tell us of? Yeah. Um, Holly says, hi, Bud Poos. Um, I saw this made-up acronym tat on a Facebook group for pottery, and it made me think of you. Ah, oh, that's sweet. That is nice. If I well, had a dime for every time someone said that. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you're on a Facebook group for pottery and you're not thinking of me, I mean, who are you thinking of? <laughs> Also, she says, and this is a big claim, I think I might be a contender for most committed listener. Oh, yeah. okay. Explain. Holly has thrust the gauntlet into the faces of every other listener. 
Um, <laughs> she says, I've managed to somehow get through 95 episodes in three weeks. That is a lot. That is more that is than... a lot. That's 1.3 a day? Is that right? Hadn't, some, hadn't someone done like... No, that's more than three. Back, a, no, hasn't someone done the whole back catalog in in like a week or something like that? Something yeah. insane. Well, they're in hospital now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they're like um, they're like the Joker, yeah. Phil. They're like in Arkham Asylum now. Yeah, yeah, they're in shut. They're on Shutter Island, just in a straight jacket. Ah, ah, <laughs> bread, Leonardo. bread is farts. Bread is farts. <laughs> And all this nurse is like, shh, you have to push him, to restrain him on the bed. Bread is farts! <laughs> it's Leonardo DiCaprio jabbing an unloaded revolver into people's faces, going, She shot her pussy! You were there! <laughs> now, son, put the gun down. Um, so, yes. 95 episodes in three weeks. I promise I'm not crazy. I'm just a sculptor. How cool is this? <laughs> now that, now that's... Some tat. I'm not crazy. I'm just a sculptor. <laughs> now that is an AI-generated T-shirt, if ever I heard one. Very cool to be a sculptor. A so sculptor. cool. I wish I was yeah. a sculptor. <laughs> you could just oh, imagine that. Oh, so I, I was sculpting the other day. What? Oh, yeah, I'm a sculptor. <laughs> hmm? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm a sculptor. <laughs> did, I, did I not say? Yeah. Oh, I've got all this clay under my fingernails. Oh, why? Hmm? Oh! <laughs> I'm a sculptor. That would be the sculpting noises, that sort of slightly Dave Chappelle. Hmm? Hmm? Oh, yeah. I'm a sculptor. Did I not say? I love that Dave Chappelle noise. That hmm. little noise. Oh! What? Hmm. What? Word. <laughs> yeah. Um... I promise I'm not crazy. I'm just a sculptor who spends all day listening to podcasts while I work, and I got hooked. You may have filled the Adam and Joe-shaped hole in my heart. Wow. There is wow. no higher that praise. That is truly an honor. No higher praise. There is no higher praise, she says, after I binged the entirety of the Adam and Joe show podcast. I mean, I grew up on that podcast, suckling at its teat like a hungry oh, and piglet. If, if, you're on a, if you're on a crossover, do listen to me on the Adam Buxton podcast. Yes. From a couple of weeks back. I was on that. Do check it out. Yes, and Adam gave me a shout-out, which is very kind of him. I haven't seen him in a very That's long right. time. Um, yes, yes, yes. And as he, said, as he said, Pierre, who I sort of know, which is true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we all only sort of know each other. That's right, when we get down to it. When we get down to it. Um, she says, I may have to take a break soon because my brain is being increasingly filled with poo thoughts. Um, <laughs> is it influencing? Is it influencing the sculptures? We go to her studio and it's just toilets and. Well, she's just rolled lots of clay sausages. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, I just I rolled them into a, a sausage and then I just left it. <laughs> um, P.S. Will either of you be coming to Bristol anytime soon? Always looking for live stand-up. Uh, thank you for keeping my, me company while I try to turn my lockdown sculpting hobby into a business. Well, I mean, we're in Bristol all the time. Certainly I am. Well, funnily enough, on the day this comes out, this episode comes out on the 15th, Wednesday, the 15th of June, I'm going to be in Bristol tomorrow, as it were, on the 16th of June. I'm performing at the Bristol Comedy Garden. Lovely. Uh, so look that up. Bristol Comedy Garden, 16th of June. I'm on with one hell of a lineup. Yeah. 
I'm in Bristol. There's all the time. There's great gigs in Bristol. You've got um, the Comedy Den. You've got a, a Chops Comedy. You've got the Hen and Chicken. Um, <coughs> the Comedy Sorry, Box. I always, uh, comedy Box. Comedy Sneeze. Comedy Sneeze. You've got um, the Comedy Box above the Hen and Chicken pub. You've got... The Wardrobe. The Wardrobe. The you got wardrobe. the Tobacco Factory. The Old Tobacco Factory. Is that what it's called? The Old... You must never go to the Old <laughs> Tobacco Factory. <laughs> Um, there's even hey, weird come on, Pierre. Huh? Me and the guys are heading down the old tobacco factory. <laughs> We're heading down the old tobacco factory. Gonna throw some stones at, at the wall. You coming? <laughs> oh, Mr. Tobacco. Um, Our Mrs. Novelli let Pierre come out. We're going down the old tobacco factory. <laughs> A charming coming-of-age incident where someone dies <laughs> falling in the old tobacco factory. <laughs> Um, basically there's fuckloads of gigs in Bristol you just gotta be good at googling slash read leaflets in cafes I guess Um, so here's the tat Phil it's 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 acronym it's it's inspirational acronym tat okay or IAT it's IAT oh no The, the acronym would be technically IAT Yat. I hate I hate that I've learned this from um Alan Partridge. Yeah. But it's only an acronym if you say it out loud like NASA. Yep. If it's if it's something like um FBI, then that's an initialization. On a that's it, isn't it? Initialism, Initial, I think, isn't it? Initialism. Initialism. Yeah. Very very annoying fact. It's a bit like when you learn the difference between less and fewer. People hate it. Mm. Yeah, although less and fewer, I, I not, I'm happy I know about less and fewer. Yes. Um. And but but I really wish I didn't know about acronym, acronym and initialism. Well, Phil, this is your chance to guess some acronyms. Okay. So, this tat is is long. It's unwieldy. First line. If you fail, never give up. Because fail, F-A-I-L, it's done with dots mm. now. Because fail means... Oh, gosh. Yeah. If you fail at something, never give up. Uh, because fail means... Forever. Always. Incredibly lovely. <laughs> I'm I afraid... Mean, this is... I'm afraid that's this not too right. Hard. This it's is a, too hard. Because fail means first attempt in learning. Oh. Ooh. Do you know who's mm. obsessed with these uh, kind of inspirational backronyms? Is uh, Gary Busey. Okay. Celebrity head injury victim Gary Busey is obsessed with them. Um, <laughs> 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 that's why he's got, he went weird. Is he had a motorcycle accident and then he went really weird. Right, gosh. He's constantly saying acronyms to do with Christ and, and being nice. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. I've just looked him up now. Okay. End is not the end. In fact, E-N-D means... Um, okay, end is not the end. In fact, E-N-D is... Uh, even now, there's more. That's, that's pretty good. Even now, there's more. <laughs> So it's not the end because there's more. It's not the That's end because there's more coming. 
<laughs> Grandma Caveman. And not the end, and more common. Uh, <laughs> end is not the end, because in fact, END means effort never dies. Fucking hell. Effort. Fucking hell. Hey, effort Phil. never dies. What would you like to mean? watch the Would you like to watch the movie <laughs> Effort Never Dies starring Jason Statham? <laughs> effort never effort dies. Never dies. <laughs> and if you get what? no as an answer, Phil, remember that NO means what? Um and if you get no as it means um n- uh, not 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 over. Not over. Yeah, what kind of, I mean, like, there's the sentiments, right? It's next opportunity. Mm. Right, right, okay. Yeah, which isn't really what no means, but still, it's a nice thought. And then, also, un- underneath, oh, yeah, underlined, on, final bit, it just says, change your mindset. <laughs> Look, if you haven't got the gist of these, fine, we'll spell it out for you. Change your mindset. Change your mindset, yeah. Constantly see the positive in things, even though they're hard, in an insane letter-based way. I mean, the the fundamental flaw in, in, in all these is that there is no significance to a, a word and what it could mean if it were an, 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 an acronym. Just because something could be an acronym of something does not, does not confer any reason why it would, it would, it, no. it would exhibit the, that quality. So just because NO stands for next opportunity doesn't mean it has any relation to the idea of there being another opportunity no it's it's lunacy it's lunacy <laughs> um but pierre well, lunacy stands for um look un under and then n is neath and un, look underneath <laughs> all creation yes <laughs> Okay, so there Look, you go. Underneath all creation, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's very uplifting. I like that. Thank oh, you, the disappointment when you. you when you find out what an acronym means and you know they've used two letters for one word. Oh, you think? Come on, lads. Come on, not okay. Um, well, oh. now it's time to go to the Patreon or, um, or the pals after. Um, time telling, telling after time yeah pals after time really enjoy uh, our an, an, novelties yes really enjoy our novelties lovely 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 yes the pals come after time really that. enjoy our novelties come over to pa- patron for those all right see you soon bye but bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM 
for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.